This supreme science was thus received through the chain of disciplic succession, and the saintly kings understood it in that way. But in course of time the succession was broken, and therefore the science as it is appears to be lost. The supreme science was thus received. Through the chain of the civil succession. And the saintly kings understood it in that way. But in course of time, the succession was broken. Therefore, the science as it is appears to be lost. Report by Srila Prabhupada. It is clearly stated that the Gita was especially meant for the saintly kings because they were to execute its purpose of ruling over the citizens. Certainly Bhagavad Gita was never meant for the demoniac persons who would dissipate its value for, one's, for no one's benefit and would devise all types of interpretations according to personal whims. As soon as the original purpose was scattered by the motives of the unscrupulous commentators, there arose a need to re-establish the disciplic succession. Five thousand years ago it was detected by the Lord Himself that the disciplic succession was broken, and therefore He declared that the purpose of the Gita appeared to be lost. In the same way, at the present moment, 
Also, there are so many editions of the Gita, especially in English. But almost all of them are not according to the authorized sibling succession. There are innumerable interpretations rendered by different mundane scholars. But almost all of them do not accept the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, although they make a good business on the words of Sri Krishna. This spirit is demonic because demons do not believe in God, but simply enjoy the property of the Supreme. Since there is a great need of an edition of the Gita in English, as it is received by the Parampara, the simple succession system, an attempt is made herewith to fulfill this great one. Bhagavad Gita, accepted as it is, is a great boon to humanity. But if it is accepted as a treatise of philosophical speculations, it is simply a waste of time. Thus in the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation, purport to Bhagavad Gita as it is, chapter 4, text 2. So, Jai Panchakatu Ki. Heritage and Srila Prabhupada, Vaishnava heritage. This Parampara verse was chosen here by our organizers because obviously we're receiving everything in a chain of disciplic succession, handed down from Krishna over 5,000 years ago. And this is obviously a great heritage. Heritage is something from the past that we're preserving today. Usually they have like world heritage site and it's just some ruins there. Even nobody knows how they built it. Say they make the pyramids as a world heritage or they make the Machu Picchu in uh, Peru world heritage site. They have so many world heritage sites. Most, many of these places, they don't even know how is it they built the pyramids. How did they put a city on the top of this mountain in Peru with irrigation system, drainage system, and stones cut so that they fit exactly together. At that time, they weren't supposed to have the technology to cut. Even today, you couldn't hardly cut the stones curved together to fit like that. So, for many people, heritage is like some unknown thing. Ours is a living heritage. It's not something that's been lost to time. Because it's kept alive by the system of Guru Parampara. Otherwise, if you don't have the parampara, then somebody can just start to interpret in their own way. Well, I think what Krishna really means by this, and then they give their own ideas. And like this, you got, I think Prabhupada said once, he must have made a study, that there's over 400 editions of Bhagavad Gita in English. 
I never found it, but that's what I heard him say. So, so many kinds of Bhagavad Gita's and there are different people putting their different spin on it. Krishna doesn't really mean this, he means this. As Krishna doesn't really mean what he says, he really means what I speculate. As a result, that nobody really knows what is Krishna meaning. It becomes obscured by their own speculation. That's why Srila Prabhupada, in his humility and his uh, desire to give people the wealth of the Vaishnava culture, the teachings of Krishna, therefore he translated and gave a purport to Bhagavad Gita trying to support what the direct instruction of Krishna is, as it is. The Krishna says that you are all my parts and parcels. That's what he means. So how is that possible? And then Prabhupada would explain all the things of the Bhagavad Gita are following in that line. But what Krishna said is perfect. Simply we have to understand it properly. So there is a direct understanding. My bodies, their tradition is always to speculate and add your own interpretation. Doesn't matter how much you speculate, as long as the conclusion is that everything is one and we're all God. Somehow or another, if it, you can squeeze out some meaning from some Vedic literature that supports that, and that's accepted by the mind bodies. Strictly, Shankar Acharya, he was more faithful to the original Shastra, but subsequently his followers now become very loose about that. Any vague reference to the scripture is good enough. What's important is you all find accepted conclusion of the personalism. In the Vedic tradition, everything that we present, everything we say, it has to be backed up by pramana. Pramana means evidence, proof. In the court of law, they may consider evidence to be eyewitnesses, they may consider evidence to be forensic uh, evidence, forensic uh, data. And the Vedas, evidence is uh, the words of Krishna given in the Vedas, the Shastra. Then the words of the Guru coming in the Parampara. And then also the words and the examples. Even more important words is examples by great saintly devotees. Sadhu means like the life of Prahlad, Bhruva, Pandavas, Hanuman, so many great devotees, how they act in certain situations. They're so perfect that if they did it, it must be right. That's the idea. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, six So we follow the examples of great Samri devotees. If everybody applies the teachings in a particular way, then it will be very pretentious to just think, well, we should do it some other way.
A Srila Prabhupada. He had always uh, promoting and so, uh, this idea of Guru Parampara or the sibling succession. That from the Guru, the disciples will learn the teachings, they will in turn teach their disciples. And this way it will be handed down. Last night somebody asked me, isn't it good enough just to have the scriptures? Krishna helps us in different ways. He helps us from within as super soul. He helps us from without as the sadhus, sastra, and the scripture, and the guru. Because sometimes someone may read in the scripture something but not really understand it. That's where the spiritual master is there too, someone who has realized it. So what we have to do in order to keep the heritage alive is to realize it. We have to practice it. It's just like sometimes they say that well, Sanskrit is almost a dead language. Some people still speak it in some places. But like Latin, they say dead language. Why is it that nobody speaks it anymore? It's just a few scholars learn it for academic purposes. So, and nobody practice Krishna consciousness. There would be a, like a dead culture. So we have to practice it as it is. Some people they divert, it becomes an alienated culture. It's no, it's no longer true to the original. Just like sometimes uh, in a school they do the experiment where you just memorize something. And you, you, you tell one thing to one friend at one end of the room and they like, say there's a phrase. They say that phrase in the beginning, pass it around the room. By the time it gets to the end, then they say, what's the phrase? And it's changed. Because nobody can remember exactly the words the same way or somewhere along the line someone changes it. So we don't just learn our culture is not just to learn it academically, just like memorization. Memorization plays a part, focus, some things. A certain degree of memorization, but it's not just by rote. It's not just that we memorize everything and like parrots, we repeat it. Because that way, anyway, someone's going to forget a few words. Things are going to start to change. So instead what happens is that we Realize it. We have to understand the philosophy so thoroughly that we can present it in our own words. It doesn't matter whether the words are slightly different. If the meaning is the same, language changes, people's habits changes, culture, time, place, circumstance. So that if someone, maybe to present, just like if you want to present to some young people, you may have to present it in a particular way. You want to present it to your professor, you have to present it another way. You want to present it to a five-year-old child, another way. Everyone has a different vocabulary, different way. Some heritage is that you learn by realization this philosophy. So you can present it to anybody. So that's what the Parampara system is for, is that 
in order to be the next link in the parampara to be a guru, someone should have learned it very thoroughly from his spiritual master and should be practicing it in the daily life. So that way you realize you applied it in your life, you got some realizations from that, these are confirmed by the spiritual master and the previous acharyas, and then in turn you're teaching to others. So there's so many aspects of our Krishna conscious heritage. There's the philosophy, which is universal for everyone. And there are other aspects of the heritage, like our culture, Vaishnava behavior, the dealings between Vaishnava devotees. There's something that some people in the West like to minimize. It's not so important. But for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he said it was very important. That if someone doesn't know how to behave properly with other Vaishnavas, then they won't achieve love for Krishna. Some people may be very expert in the philosophy, but they're very poor in the dealings. Some of them may be very good at preaching, but they're not good at the behavior. So achar, prachar, these are different buzzwords given in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching. So achar, the practice, vyavahar, the behavior, prachar, the preaching, all these things are important factors. So one of the aspects is that we deal with the Vaishnavas in a very respectful way. And this insulates us from Vaishnava Aparat. Familiarity breeds contempt. You know, usually you get close to people, you start to pick out little defects. And then after a while you think, well, this person is nothing special. So then you become very negligent or neglectful of that person or find or even directly abusive or offensive. But if we don't pick out the little defects, rather we try to find out what are the good qualities. Everybody, you could find a fault. That's not a big deal. What's the good thing? What makes this person outstanding? So part of our culture is that we try to find out the good in others. What is it we can learn from this person? What's the good quality they have? It says that Lord Shiva, he's known as a, a personality who sees even good in someone where nobody else can find anything good. Example was given how a hunter tied a deer from a tree over, just by accident happened to be over a Shiva Linga. The hunter didn't even know it. It was a Shiva Linga there. And the blood was dripping from the deer on the Shiva Linga. So the Lord Shiva was getting cooled out. It was a hot day. He likes to have water poured on his head. So he wasn't differentiating that this was blood and not water. It was not liquid. It was cooling him down. So when the hunter came back, Shiva came and said, I want to give you a blessing. You can have whatever you want. You're such a kind devotee. You 
cooled me down with this nice cooling liquid. Hunter was shocked, you know. I mean, I didn't do anything. It was, it was an accident. I'm sorry. No, you, whatever it is, you. So he could see a good quality, even in something very insignificant or accidental. Asutosh. So we see the good in others. That's, that's a part of our culture. Finding out. Anuttamabhu, he's our communication minister. He did a practice, he told us in his communications uh, seminars, he has one practice where he has everybody in the room go to somebody else and tell them something good about them. I don't know if you've ever done that amongst the Pandavasenas. Maybe you can do it. You can just turn to the person next to, and then that person say back to you something that you like about that person. You may see some things you don't like. Don't say that. Just say what you like. I like you because you're always enthusiastic. And I want to appreciate. I want to thank you because you know you're such a great devotee. Not something. Don't say false. Don't give flattery. Just say something that you really mean. Something to appreciate the other person. You got two minutes to do this. And the mark is set, go. <laughs> Find someone. Make sure you're in this so you don't have to look too far. Something happens. Because they're considered 
nationally is doing something for the betterment of everybody. So in the same way, if somebody is done doing something for benefiting Krishna's devotional service, Krishna's interest, then they are like spiritual patriots. There are some spiritually respected by everyone. As part of our culture, Lord Chaitanya would praise devotees who did some wonderful service. And someone who wants to working out to their capacity, the guru, he has the, he's like one of the few people that has the thankless task of finding fault. Some kinds of creatures that are going in to protect iskar or protect the sampradaya from deviation, they have to also find the fault. But in the Vaishnavas, it's generally we're trying to find the good. So there's another aspect of our heritage, which Prabhupada especially preserved, is preaching. There are some groups uh, who claim to be Gaudiya Vaishnavas who are against preaching. They think that preaching is like a neophyte. Preaching isn't the highest thing we should. But Lord Chaitanya's followers, they're all engaged in preaching. What is the use of our going back to Godhead, our developing love for Godhead, and the rest of the world just sinks into the mire of uh, materialism? This is very selfish. So part of the heritage of, uh, is called, of Krishna or Vaishnava culture is called Goshtiyadhi. Some people were very humble, so they didn't seem to preach, but they wanted to see everybody be Krishna conscious. So in their heart, they're actually Goshtiyadhi. Just like some people say that uh, Gaur Kishore Das Babaji, he only had two disciples, so he was not a Goshtiyadhi. It's not true. He was a Goshtiyadhi. He wanted to see that preaching. That's why he had such a disciple like Shri Bhakti Siddhartha Saraswati Thakur. Because people were interested and he was feeling himself illiterate and incapable of being able to really propagate. Therefore, he went into seclusion. But otherwise, his intention was everybody should chant him. Was his key desire. So, that's why uh, in our heritage we want to help others to be Krishna conscious also. Like, Radharani came down as who in the Panchatantra? Gadadhar. And so as a Gadadhar, you know that he also went out and did the preaching? He went village to village with one of his disciples, his, uh, his nephew, They were visiting different villages. So he went to this one village not too far from Katwa, and 
and he preached to the people that gave a class. After the class, everybody stood up and said, we 100% accept everything you say. We all surrender to you. You guide us what we should do. Can you imagine? I mean, that usually doesn't happen, right? I mean, usually people vibrate and they're like, that's all the questions. Can you imagine giving a class and everybody accepts? They all want to follow. Now, can you walk away from those people? Well, you know, no, I'm You accept them, I can't take responsibility for you because it's too much of a hassle. Your problems, like other things to do, and you accept, you know, it's good enough. No, it's not responsible. If somebody surrenders, then we have to also guide them, make arrangements for them. So that's what Gananar Prabhu then said, well, these people surrender to all the disciples, now you have to stay here. You have to train them. The disciple didn't want anyone to remain as a personal traveling secretary of his uh, guru, as a nectarian service. Right? To be able to travel with the spiritual master, get an association. Suddenly the guru says, no, you're a savior. I need you to stay here. This happened. Prabhupada sent the Tamabhishta Maharaj to China, sent uh, Santa Hridayananda Maharaj to South America, sent Viva uh, India, sent different people to different places. Because he needed their preaching to go on. So, some people they send somewhere, some people they stay somewhere. This is part of the tradition. But then the disciples said, Well, how can I live without you? I can't think that I can live without your association. So the Gananda Prabhu was always wore around his neck a deity of Radha and Krishna. Called Kyo Krishna. So he said, Okay, this deity is not different from me. I'm giving you my personal deity that's always worn around my heart. <laughs> my heart. Like the Shaligram, completely in the form of Radha and Krishna dancing together with Lalita and the Sun. So he gave us deity. So I will teach, what well, I going to teach him? I don't have any scripture. So then he had a Bhagavad Gita which was personally written by himself and which Lord Chaitanya wrote a verse in the front page. This was like his most cherished thing. And who would get an honor getting on your personal book written by sign or written up by Lord Chaitanya? Who would give that away right now? So like I'm giving you my personal Bible either signed by Lord Chaitanya, written up by him. Because I want to see these people Krishna conscious. So they established such a program. It's a totally grihasta community. Something may be relevant for, for many of our communities now, like Omnix's Grihasta community, many. There they had the deities in the main altar, and every house they had a little altar where the central of the altar is empty. And the main deity by procession, on rotation, there's a schedule for the year, comes out and takes lunch at one of the houses in the neighborhood. 
And after lunch, goes back in the main temple and takes rest in his home. So that day, when his deities turn to come home, the husband takes leave from work, but everybody's in the kitchen cooking for the deity. It's a big thing. Deity's coming to the house. Krishna's coming. That culture, after, even after 500 years, is still maintained. Very interesting. So like this, there's a whole culture of deity worship. A heritage in every place, the deities have their own pastime. So each deity is Krishna, same Krishna, but he has different leelas. So there's called leela vaichitra, or variegated pastimes of the deities. Srila Prabhupada established some heritages and it's like he did a Prikram and Mayapur, or he did different festivals in different ways, Ratyatras and Trafalgar Square. All the things connected with deity worship becomes another tradition. There are many traditions yet to be made in different places where we have newer temples. We haven't really established all the types of things we can do for those deities. Just like in Panihati, they have a Chirandahi festival. And at that festival, they have a Prabhupada Lila Smaran, where they remember what Prabhupada did when he came to Atlanta. It's a beautiful thing. I think every temple where Prabhupada visited should have such a day. Maybe on the anniversary of his coming or some special festival where the devotees who were there when Prabhupada came are invited to come and speak about what happened when Prabhupada visited. They Prabhupada visited London so many times. Have you ever had such a Lila Swaran where you actually remember what are the things that Prabhupada did, what are they saying? Because you're not going to get that and even after 50 years those people won't be around anymore. Even now some of them may not be available. Get it all taped, get it recorded, get it written. Like Rita Prabhu did for South Africa, he made a, a, a book biography of South Africa visits. That type of historical record of what Prabhupada did and said in a particular place, and remembering that. So that the future generations will also be able to remember. Because part of our Vaishnava culture heritage is that wherever a pure devotee has visited, wherever he has preached, wherever he has given lecture, it's called the Sripat. You might hear like Sripat Bhagavan Gola, Sripat uh, Haridas Pur. Like Dhams are where the Lord appears. I am for down and down and down. But the sweet part is where some pure devotee has preached and said or, or appeared. And so within a three mile radius of that street part, everything is purified. It's like a miniature dam, it's like a consulate general compared to them. The dam is like an embassy of the spiritual world. Something like that. Another thing Prabhupada, part of the culture, is that he wanted to preserve everything Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur gave. It's like Bhagavad Gita as it is, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, purpose fulfilled as it is. So Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, we should have 
After he leaves, he didn't appoint one acharya. By default, all the disciples were given the order to be given the right to be disciples, to be gurus. I'm sorry, take disciples. But he said that he wanted a governing body rather than one head of the institution. It should be a governing body that uh, decides in how which direction the institution should go, preserves the integrity and so on. So like this, Sula Prabhupada also established about a governing body commission, GBC. Sula Prabhupada was asked what he wanted to happen in the future for his disciples. For new disciples to be initiated, he said he wanted his disciples to be gurus, regular gurus and that their disciples would be his grand disciples, disciples of his disciples. And throughout his books and teachings, he always said how he wanted this, that this law of the disciplic succession was that in the presence of the guru, the disciple brings the, the aspiring devotees before the guru be initiated, but when the Guru is no longer there, then the disciple, in turn, can initiate. So in this time we respect this right that every disciple has an inherent right to future become Guru. Simply they have to be qualified. So this is one of the reasons we need everyone to become qualified, so in the future they can continue the parampara, just like the family Generations continue by having children. Well, the disciplic succession can only continue if you have new disciples. So that's one of the duties of a disciple to become qualified enough in the future. When their spiritual master is not there, our case, spiritual master thinks that some disciples super qualified shouldn't wait until he leaves. He may also give some special order. Sometimes that has happened, very rarely. And this is uh, we need to expand the discipline succession. Continue it. So this is the Prabhupada, his stands out a little different than he had some different uh, differences with the Gaudiya Mahas, in the sense that he doesn't agree with all the ways they apply Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati teachings. He feels they didn't apply them at all. Just like in most of the Gaudiya Mahas, they have Acharya system, one Acharya. But Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati from a governing body commission. So Prabhupada wanted to, after him he established that there wouldn't be one Acharya to be governing body. Just like Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Actually, after Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, the governing body functioned for about eight years. But one of the members admitted to us later, one of Prabhupada's godbrothers, that he didn't think it was very dynamic, this committee meetings. He thought it was more dynamic under Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And that would always be the word thinking is more dynamic under the previous Acharya. But then he proposed we just name one person as the head. 
This committee meetings are too boring, too not dynamic enough. So then they probably said this was a big mistake because they deviated from the order of the guru. Whether you like the meetings or don't, if the guru said, I want you to manage by committee, that's how you do it. But they didn't follow, and then they appointed one person to be the acharya, and later that acharya, so-called acharya, he fell down and left his samyas and left his acharyaship. So then the whole thing, the whole vision was splintered in pieces. When you have a committee, even if one person has a problem, the majority of the people are all right. They can keep the line, they keep it going in track. Because in our Kali Yuga, the people get, somehow one person can get misled. So having a group of people, Prabhupada, Instructed that he had faith that the majority of people wouldn't go off. One person could be susceptible to misunderstandings. So this, all these things are part of our Iskand heritage, which are a little unique, maybe from others. This principle was taught by Bhakti Thakur, his Namhata movement. He established the Panchayat, which was 11 men governing council. And he said whatever they decide should be accepted as a will of Nityananda Prabhu. So that tradition is there, it's already there from before. So part of our tradition is dramas, art, music, painting, sculpture. Prabhupada said in the West you could conquer the people's hearts by culture. So this is some area where the Pandava Sinas, through their cultural presentation, they could reach out to the other youth in the UK. I think the leaders of the country want people to be culturally integrated. So culture is an opportunity to present things to others that people appreciate aspects of Indian culture which have been preserved in the West. It adds some color, life, meaning, and purpose to everyone's existence. That's what Srila Prabhupada wanted. He said it's like Lakshmi and Saraswati. Sometimes India is compared to Saraswati and the West to Lakshmi. You need Lakshmi, money is needed. But you also need culture, art, music. So you put the two together, you have a perfect combination. So he wanted to bring the culture to the West, the spiritual culture. So that's our purpose and our heritage that we want to add something to. We want to, when we leave this world, we want to take as many people back with us. All these aspects. I want to thank all of you for coming here, giving me this chance to share these things with you. When you somehow Srila Prabhupada cared so much about people, how much he wanted to see people of Krishna conscious so they would be freed from the repetition of birth and death, freed from the suffering of the material world, 
You can appreciate how much you really care about people. So Prabhupada ki. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. Any question? Comment? So, theater is really something.
even sometimes somebody goes off as a friend, you know, you can tell them, you know, warn them about you because, you know, if you keep up like this, you know, you're going to destroy yourself. You're going to be harmed in that time. I, I, I used to listen to Alex and I have a lot of him for I remember sometime in this month of July we had water sports in the lake. This water is very cold. You had to be fresh and very wakes you right up. We used to have water sports here. So I mean Lord Chitani would also have water sports. He splashed with his friends and a lot of things you can do with your still Krishna conscious and uh, loving kind of friendly exchanges. You know, when somebody says, let's go and break some regular principles, and those are the things you have to say, well, I can't do that. <laughs> Be responsible, friends. It's like, you know, why don't you speak submissive? If somebody's mind is telling them to do it, you're going to go along with it. It's not being very responsible. A friend really cares about other person's welfare, their friend's welfare. Not just to please their whims at the moment, but actually what's good for them. So if you see somebody's got an idea which is detrimental, negative, you know, they're going to be harmful. Be honest about that. Maybe some friends that don't like that, they just want like, yes, no, friends, whatever I say you do. But that's not really bad, real friendship. The Dora was a real friend, and he would go, he told Dhritarashtra, you shouldn't blindly give your children whatever they want, you're ruining them. He was a real friend, and, he, and but the, because of being a real friend, the children were envious of him, because they wanted whatever they wanted. So they, Criticized Fedora, called him all kinds of bad names, many names, hopeless. Later on, he came back, finally, he saved his uh, brother by teaching him yoga, telling him to do teaching to him in such a way to do yoga. So, a real friend wants to see the friend get out of the cycle of birth and death. That's all the we want. Maybe many other little factors part of it, but ultimately we don't want to see somebody have to die again and again and again. Get them out of the cycle. We have the human birth, we have a chance. Someone may be obviously doing something 
strange in the temple, you could go up to the person in a friendly way and say, according to who the person is, communicate. I mean, sometimes people are just innocent, they don't know some blue guy comes in, blue person, they're sitting with their feet sticking out to the deities. Then you have some devotee walk up, Why are you doing it? You're in my house! And the person freaks out, and you know, the first time, you know, that's like he runs out of the temple, never comes back again. He says, wow. You can go out and say, oh, you're a little you know, one of our cultures, we don't stick our feet out in the temple, I know. Put your foot over the other. You know, you can say it in a nice way, and you know, put the person completely, like, freak them out. I mean, I've seen a, a, a person coming for the first time to the temple with long hair. He's a musician, he's a he's professional, so he has long hair, and some Young Brahmachari walks up to him and say, This hair is Maya. You should shave it off. <laughs> so that's the last time the person ever came back to the temple again. I mean, it's like some of our, we do, we, we're our worst enemies sometimes in how we talk to people. We, we're too, you know. So I think over the years now, we started to learn that, you know, to accept people as they are, but, you know, in a certain limit. I mean, if they start acting very detrimental to the peace in the temple, you could. Talk to them. I'm not saying that we do. You know, I'm just saying that as a service, gurus have to find fault. As for other people, we don't. We want to look at the good in others, generally. But obviously, if somebody's doing something weird, you can deal with that. But deal with it in such a way, don't burn any bridges for the person to keep on with their Krishna consciousness. Sandeep, tell me when you want me to stop the questions. To stop here. Okay. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Have a nice retreat. It's a good association from Bhaktivedanta Purnamaraj, Bhaktivedanta Maharaj. Chant, be happy. I'm only with you for another 40 minutes. If anybody has any questions or anything on your own. Is This is Vilnius, Lithuania.
Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.